Hey, all you nostalgic wildcats. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of Beverly Hills 90210 from Fox to the CW. I'm Kendra Mickles, and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning. I've been around the block with this show, and I'm back for more. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, RadioMeanwhile.com. Other shows include, Kendra, can you guess? Do you know any? Uh, I don't, I'm not very familiar with oh, really? the Radio oh, Meanwhile well, Network. Can you tell me a little bit about it? I would love to fill you in, absolutely. Previously on X-Men, where we look back on X-Men comics, movies, shows, characters, and more. I happen to know they've got a pretty exciting interview <gasps> coming do. up. They do, it's so exciting. With some showrunners of X-Men the Animated Series, so keep an so eye out for that. Cool. Radio 64, featuring video game music remix radio, and three nice things, where we force ourselves to say three nice things about a movie with a bad and often earned reputation. Outside of the Radio Meanwhile Network, you can find me over on SoundCloud.com slash All the Books for the All the Books show, the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library, which I co-host with my friend Eric Mickles, overlord of the Radio Meanwhile Network. And you can find me, uh, Miss Musicbox91, on the social media and my website, MissMusicbox.com. You can share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at Here We Go Pod, and please rate, subscribe, and share this show wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find our show's page over on Podchaser with information about the episodes we've done and who's guest starred and what, so check us out over on Podchaser. This week we're discussing episode 3.6, Castles in the Sand, which is the final entry in our little summer season. Uh, after that, we're going to be doing a little uh, Summer Season 3 recap. This episode was included in Mel Gildon's novelization, Summer Love, and I've got to tell you, there are some interesting changes from uh, what you see on screen from what's in the novel. Ooh, I can't wait to, to hear about those changes. I'm sorry, Kendra, you're going to have to, because right now you've got to crack open the West Beverly Blaze. Let's crack it. I'm an investigative reporter for the West Beverly Newspaper. This episode originally aired on August 19th, 1992. Not a lot going on in late August of 1992. Mm. Uh, August 26th, Evan Ross, who plays Charlie Shelby in the CW years, turned four. Oh, that's cute. What a fun age. (laughs) The best age, some would say. And on August 28th, Jason Priestley turned 23. Little baby Jason Priestley. I know, he's so young. Uh, a couple albums that came out in August of this year. Uh, two two of my favorite uh, 90s bands. Uh, the Gin Blossoms came out with their album, New Miserable Experience. <clears throat> and the Wallflowers came out with their self-titled album, The Wallflowers. Mm. You big Wallflowers fan? My wife more than I, but there there are some that I like, yeah. We were so ready to... I know. Matchbox 20 and the Wallflowers were coming to where we live this August, and we were going to go see them, and now we can't because of the pandemic. So I, I was supposed really to bummed be, about that. I was supposed to be at a Vampire Weekend concert literally today that was Ugh. canceled, and I'm very sad about it. Ugh, that's the worst. Uh, yep. Also, Kylie Minogue came out with a Greatest Hits album. Well, and here's a Radio Meanwhile connection for you. Not that long ago, I guest starred on an episode of Three Nice Things, where we talked about the Street Fighter movie, co-starring Kylie Minogue as Cammy. You know, I really didn't hate her in that movie. No, I, she's fine. She's not. She doesn't make that movie not good. No. But she also doesn't do a ton. Right. As, as Cammy. <laughs> so. She doesn't, she doesn't actively make it worse, which yeah. is a... <laughs> About as good as I can say for the Street Fighter movie. (laughs) All right. That's all I have, Nick. Take us beyond the zip code. Okay. Outside of his role as Beverly Hills Beach Club manager Henry Thomas, James Pickens Jr. was a part of three other iconic TV shows. He appeared as Chucky Mitchell on the sitcom Roseanne, a role he reprised on the 2018 revival as well as the spinoff The Connors. He suited up as deputy director of the FBI, Alvin Kirsch, on the original run of the X-Files and showed up once again on its 2018 revival. 
but his most recognizable role is that of Dr. Richard Weber on the ABC juggernaut Grey's Anatomy. For his portrayal of Dr. Weber, he was awarded an NAACP Image Award for Best Supporting Actor in a Drama Series, and his character was instrumental in launching the successful Grey's spinoff, Private Practice. He makes his final appearance as Henry Thomas in today's episode, Castles in the Sand. Up to this point in the run, and actually for the entirety of it, he is one of the most prominent black characters in 90210, which is sort of a sad commentary on the <laughs> diversity of the show. Yes. Uh, but we have we have uh, James Pickens Jr. as Henry Thomas, and later we'll meet Cress Williams as Deshaun Hardell, and they are the, they are the two most prominent black actors. I don't think I realize that Private Practice is a spinoff of Grey's Anatomy. You're, oh sure, you're yes, a really yeah. big Grey's Anatomy fan, right? Yeah, my or wife is it and I, ER? Yeah. I forget. You watch both. Oh of them, well, don't you? no. Listen, ER is like in my like top five favorite shows of all time. I, I love Grey's Anatomy in a fun, soapy way, but I wouldn't put it on that same level. But yes, uh, Private Practice was a spinoff following uh, Kate Walsh's character Addison Montgomery, and later they did another spinoff called Station 19, which is set in a firehouse in Seattle. Oh, gotcha. So right. far, I don't I don't think James Pickens Jr. has been on Station 19 yet, though. Gotcha. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, let's see who's living in Beverly Hills. Our synopsis for Castles in the Sand. Brenda and Donna head home from Paris, but Brenda can't stop thinking about Rick. Back on the beach, Dylan and Kelly struggle with how to handle their growing feelings for each other, while Steve negotiates with Henry to get David a gig at the beach club. Meanwhile, Brandon and Brooke clash over their clearly racist views and her, sorry, her <laughs> yes. clearly racist That's views. That's an important distinction, yes. I think. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they're racist and different. No, just yeah, kidding. Yeah. Only Brooke is racist. Yes. And uh, and Andrea says goodbye to Cameron and the rest of the gang from the beach camp. This week, the episode was directed by Paul Lazarus and written by Ann Donahue. Uh, we had several recurring characters resurfacing here. Ann Gillespie as Jackie Taylor, Matthew Lawrence as Mel Silver, Dean Kane as Rick, and Randy Spelling as Kenny. I I think this is the last time we're going to see Randy Spelling as Kenny, and the next time we'll see him, he'll be in his more recognizable Wait, character okay, of the show. okay, which one was Kenny? He is like Andrea's little assistant. So as a part oh, of the episode... Oh, that's yeah. so... Okay, okay. Yeah, Got it's it. kind of a blink and you miss it. Yeah. Here. I only mentioned it just because he is a more prominent character as we go on. But uh, next time he pops up, he'll be Randy, and that's a more fun character. Wait, we have the f- he, oh, he's what? Randy. He has his own name. Oh, yes, he does actually. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, the, we see the final appearances of Alexandra Wilson as Brooke. Good riddance. Daryl Thomas Utley as Cameron. Meg Whitner as Ellen Shaw, who's Cameron's mom, and as I mentioned, James Pickens Jr. is making his final appearance as Henry Thomas. That makes me sad. I really liked Henry. I know. I like him, too. I'm trying to remember if we have another beach club, like, mini-season. I don't think we do, so that's oh, probably that why we don't... that makes me sad, too. Probably why we don't see Henry again, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. That makes sense, because they're going to graduate and Yeah, I think next season is more about, like, getting ready for college rather than having, like, a summer job. Right. All, all in due time, Kendra. All in due time. Bummer, man. Brandon sure can pick them. Yeah, he picks. He picks the crazies. Yes, I think. he does. That's for yes, sure. He does. All right. Yeah. Well, let's get into the episode. We let's do it. start in Paris, and uh, Brenda and Rick are yes. walking around, and turns out he knew she wasn't French the whole time, and yeah. she's wearing a Marilyn Monroe dress, which I guess yeah. is the thing this That's, summer. Yeah. The Marilyn yep. Monroe dress, apparently. Um, and then she, they're talking, and she calls him Dylan, and 
we realize it's a, a dream that she's all this a- time he was dream Kane, not deep Kane. <laughs> Uh, and we realize that they are on the plane on their way home. Yep. And Brenda says she can't wait to go home and see Rick. Yeah. She she cannot keep those names straight. I was really surprised by the start of this episode because I did not realize it was a dream sequence. And I was like, boy, I remembered this differently. (laughs) I know. I was like, oh, wow. (laughs) So I was surprised to see Dean us again. There he was. Well, they stopped tricking us with dream sequences. Yep. Okay, then we go to the beach. Kelly and Dylan wake up uh, in the sand. They did sleep in separate mm, sleeping bags. Yes, so they did. That's very clear. That is them. very clear. Good for them there. Uh, yep. Kelly says she's really glad that they didn't cross the line. And Dylan is still very like, we need to accept that there's something going on here. He's like, who fell asleep in my arms last night? Mm-hmm. Kelly, you yep. did. Yeah. Um, and he he really wants her to not just push aside the fact that they are clearly more than friends at this point i'm so con i just i don't understand dylan's end game in any of this we, we could either. talk about it in our debrief but i don't understand what it is that he is wanting to accomplish here well later on in the episode she says you can't have it both ways and i feel like that's kind of what he's trying to do yeah i guess i guess so, so i don't know uh then who comes around the corner but andrea with yeah. all the camp kids they're looking for shells so <laughs> Kelly hides in the sleeping bag and he like zips her up in the sleeping bag and then uh, tells Andrea that it's his friend Kevin or something yeah. and they they go away so they don't have to see his drunk friend Kevin. Yep. <laughs> there is and, a you know, lo- no, I ahead. noted here too, like was this, have we had other uh, Dylan-Andrea scenes? Hmm. I'm trying to think about if I remember the two of them just the two of them being in a little scene together. And I feel like, no, yeah. it struck me. It stood out to me anyway. So if it's not the first, it's an early. Dylan yeah, Andrew. I think you're right. What stood out to me in several scenes in this uh, is all the ADR voiceover that they had to do. Oh. It must just be because the beach was so loud. Yeah, but probably. But like all of Kelly and Dylan's lines here are clearly, clearly voiced over. I mean, mm. it, they did a good job with it, but... Uh, yeah, that, that oh, stood out to me. That's funny. I didn't catch that. I was listening. I watched this one on my Xbox while my wife was working. So I had like the Xbox headphones on. So that's probably why I missed it. But interesting. <laughs> um, but anyway, Kelly, again, is like she she says that she's worked really hard to not be like the girl that sleeps with people anymore. Like she's yeah. she's changed. And the fact that they're already trying to like hiding from Andrea, she just thinks they need to drop it. And she doesn't want to risk their friendship with Brenda and her reputation right over it. So then we go to the club. Steve and David are arguing over his song. Steve thinks he should, I don't know, change the form of it, repeat something, or do the chorus again. He wants again. a bridge. Steve, Steve wants like a bridge or something in the middle of there, and David likes it as is. David, who's wearing a giant balloon red shirt. Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> oh, you know what, though? You know what I want to mention about the previous scene? Dylan says to Kelly when she's when she's saying, like, let's just walk away. He again says, whatever gets you through the night, which oh, yes. is what he said back in the, uh, in the scene with... Uh, Oh, you know, where, where they're going back. He has the friend who's having trouble with AA. Yes. He says it. He says it in that episode, too. This is like a, I guess this is like his catchphrase. <laughs> his catchphrase for girls that he kind of cheats on Brenda. I, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> apparently so. Yeah. So Steve. OK, so Steve is criticizing David's like soft pop rocks. Yeah. 
Um, and then Brandon comes in. They're in his cabana, and Brandon comes in to remind them that there's a welcome home party uh, for. Well, he says just for Brenda, but it's definitely for Brenda and Donna because they were yeah. both gone. Um, and David is like, "Oh crap! I have to go pick her up from the airport." Yeah. <laughs> then we go to the Walsh home. Brooke has made a killer sign on that printer paper. <laughs> Boy, that took me back. That took me back. <laughs> It my really gra- did. I could my hear grandma, it printing. Yeah. Oh, I could too. My grandma had an Apple IIc computer when I was a kid, and she had like a big bound thing of uh, the pictures that you could print. And I would just like leaf through that and be like, "All right, I want this picture, this color, with this border." <laughs> I made I made many a banner and poster. The there. possibilities were endless. They really were. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Brenda arrives, and the gang is there to greet her, but she notices that. Dylan is not there, so she takes Jim and Cindy in the kitchen and asks them why, and they say, like, we haven't really thought about that. I don't know. They they seem caught off guard, like she wasn't going to ask them that. I know. You know, it honestly felt to me like the writers themselves were like, oh, crap, we forgot to... <laughs> We forgot to work this out, you know, because like <laughs> it's not even it's not addressed in any way, like really during no. the uh, during this summer season. So uh, but Brenda's like, well, you know, I need to know where I stand. So you guys need to figure this out. And she leaves and they are very impressed with how she didn't yell and act like yeah. a spoiled brat yeah. during that yeah. conversation. So, yeah, um, even though it's usually Jim who yells and acts like a spoiled brat. Yeah, exactly. But they were surprised. But you can see that Jim is thinking he's going to uh, soften up on the Dylan issue. Yes. Yeah, you can see it. Then Donna, David, and Kelly show up. And who got them the Wildcat sweatshirts? Was it Donna or was it both of them? I think it was a group present, yeah. So have we talked about before that their mascot is the Wildcats? I don't know. I don't remember. Okay. Because the wild, when I think of Wildcats, I think of High School Musical. Okay. Because it's in many songs that they are the Wildcats. Huh. So. I wonder if that was like an homage. I wonder I if they know. did that on purpose. I wonder. That's what well, I was wondering. Um, yes. But they say they say the Wildcats in French. The Wildcats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so everyone's uh, looking at their sweatshirts. And then Kelly and Brenda go in the bathroom to smoke because Brenda's a smoker now. Why aren't hey, they addressing that issue? Sorry, I sorry to go back again, but we we skipped that little Steve Andrea scene, which was very cute. Do you remember this? When they're when Brooke and Brandon are hanging at the banner, Andrea and Steve have a whole little like flirty. Oh yes, I wrote flirty it down. Little I wrote it down. Scene together. And I didn't say it. Yeah, I like that. They're both like, "Are you bummed that Brandon's with Brooke?" And they yeah. both say no. But yeah, it yeah. is cute. I like Steve Andrea. It's cutesy it's and it's flirtatious. Yeah. So in the bathroom while Brenda's smoking, she tells Kelly about Rick and she says that she couldn't go through with backpacking with him because of Dylan. Sure. And Kelly, you know, Kelly does not hide very well at all. She's not playing it cool at all. No. Mm -mm. This whole episode. Um, And Kelly says, uh, Brenda asked what she did over the summer and she said she spent a lot of time with the baby. And that's all she says. Mm-hmm. Then Dylan shows up because Jim and Cindy called him after their yeah. conversation with Brenda. Yeah. And uh, Brenda and Dylan have some kisses while Kelly sadly watches from the stairwell. Yep. Yep. Jim and Jim and Dylan have a nice little like, hey, man, handshake come in. And you know what, Kendra? I think it's fair to say that at this point, all is forgiven. All is forgiven. Yes. For the moment, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. For now. 
then the next scene is the party is breaking up. Everyone is leaving. Andrea catches a ride with Steve. Uh-huh. Catch that. And then Dylan and Brenda and Kelly have this like awkward goodbye where Brenda doesn't really see. Brenda doesn't really pick up on anything, but she can. You can tell that Kelly and Dylan, they just keep eyeing each other mm-hmm. throughout the mm-hmm. whole goodbye. Yeah. Dylan's like, night, Kel. You know, <laughs> not, not, nobody's being subtle. Yeah. And then Dylan and Brenda go make out in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And she gives him a present. What What is it that she gives him? It's she like says a, it's for his watch chain. Is it's it a, a... It's a charm. A I mean, charm? It's, just a, yeah, it's okay. just a charm. It has a D on it. And it says, like, love Brenda in French on the back or something like that. But yeah, I was like, what? Does Dylan wear, like, pocket watches a lot? What are we talking about here? I don't know. It was, it was bizarre. I don't know. It was weird. He gift. said for, she said for his watch chain. He did. So. Spe- she did specifically say that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this is where I wrote, Dylan truly gets it all. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he gets to kiss Kelly all summer and then be with Brenda and, yep. you know, whatever. After yep. Dylan leaves, Jim and Cindy and Brenda have a conversation where she says that they were right. And mm-hmm. that being with Dylan isn't worth losing her family. Uh, and they Sweet. have another all is forgiven moment. And I'm a little frustrated. I mean, listen, they sort of acknowledge it because Cindy says something like, well, maybe you're not the only one who grew up this summer, sort of like needling Jim. And he's like, OK. So I guess that's sort of their acknowledgement that Jim was like just an unhinged monster for <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Five episodes or something, but I it was so. not enough and it wasn't satisfying. And I feel like Jim is getting away uh, pretty scot free. I think so af- too. After having like accused Dylan of rape, tried to steal his money, and like uh, threatened to lock him in jail. And, you know, like a lot of things went down between Jim and Dylan and Brenda, and they were all bad. But it's sort of like, well, but you went to Paris, so bye bye. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess he kind of. Did he kind of apologize before she left? Remember they had that little scene where they were walking to the van, the two of them? I can't remember what he said there. No, I don't really think that he did apologize in that scene. I think it was more like, I'm sorry that we had a rough time or something Mm. like that. I don't think he actually took any responsibility. I don't think he's ever taken any responsibility for it. Mm. Okay, the next scene is Brenda is up in the bathroom in her room and Brandon walks in wearing his new sweatshirt. It, these mm-hmm. sweatshirts are uh, like a, what color blue? Like a royal blue? Oh, very royal blue. Yeah, royal, royal. blue. Mm-hmm. Um, I like them. They're like yeah, oversized like baggy sweatshirts. Yeah. Yeah. I like them. Brandon asks if she smells smoke and Brenda plays it off. She's I'm an, a smoker I'm a, now. It's it Season really one, funny. we would have been dealing with this issue. I <laughs> we know. would have had a whole episode. I know. Yep, you're absolutely right. Bren, smoking's not cool. <laughs> um, they have a little discussion about Brooke. Brent, Brenda says that she likes Brooke, but Brandon says he can't put his finger on it, but there's something off. <laughs> what could it be? What could it be? <laughs> I mean, she didn't treat that homeless guy very no, nicely. That's true, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> Brenda says there's a French saying the more things change, the more they stay the same. And I was thinking, is this a French saying? I don't, I don't think that's a French I meant proverb, to, no. I meant to look it up. I'll yeah. look it up sometime. Okay, all right. But I'm pretty sure it's not just a French saying. I don't think it is, no. But anyway, next scene is at Kelly's house. David walks in open shirt. Yeah. He's like got on his long sleeve shirt with his, I don't know. Does he have abs? His abs? Yeah, I think he's got some abs. A little bit Listen, of abs. Kendra, uh, I think he's pulling it off. 
I think so too. I think he's pulling it off. I stand by what I said that he's growing into his uh his his looks. Yeah. And, and you know he, what? You and, and I just And then he watched starts a... singing, so <laughs> that's where it really gets rough. Yes. I just want to mention too, you and I we watch Smallville every Wednesday. Yes. And yes, we, we do. just watched the episodes with Brian Austin Green and yeah. he does not phone it in. No. He he goes for it. And I no. I I thought it was good. I, I thought it was good episodes. too. I mean we just just last season we had the two episodes of Tori Spelling, Smallville uh, season eight, I think she's in, eight maybe seven and eight. And she's she's like goofy and over the top, I think, in a way that she's supposed to be. But Brian Austin Green, he's not fooling around. No, I mean he's there to he's there to play. You it's know? intense. Yeah, so it is good. Yeah, he plays Metallo. If you're a, if you're a Superman fan, yeah. he's this the is Metallo. season. What season are we on? Nine. 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 Season nine. Yep. Wow. Season nine. Anyway, I know we did it. <laughs> Uh, so then they talk a little bit. Kelly's worried that Brenda noticed or that Dylan is going to tell Brenda. And he, David really doesn't make her feel much better here. No. Um, but he, he leaves, uh, by saying like, you know, just, it's going to blow over. Just play it cool. And then he he gives her a little kiss (laughs) on the top of the head. Cute. Is this the part where he's she's asking if he's going to tell Donna about him and Nikki? And he's like, well, no, but Nikki's not Donna's best friend in yeah. the world. So yeah. it's kind of like, <laughs> like how, in what way thanks. is that helpful, David? Super helpful. <laughs> Just take your navel and beat it. <laughs> uh, next scene is at the beach club. Brandon is uh, talking about how he's not good at building sandcastles. That is not his skill. Yeah. And he he says that he's going to have like Brooke is going to have to do a lot of the work because he has to he's at work he's wearing his work uniform but she like baits him with uh oh I'll get Steve to help me I know I don't like Brooke listen I I didn't remember how this Brooke thing played out I didn't like her from the start I just want that I just want that noted it was. I'll tell you later what Eric said when we when we get there because he walked oh, by as I was watching this episode behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, <Okay. laughs> uh, Andrea and not Andrea, Brenda and Donna are watching Brandon and Brooke interact, and they're like, "Wow, she's real into Brandon, I guess." Yep. And then we see Cameron wants Andrea to help him with the sandcastle, but she is like, "Oh, I have to like I have to help everyone. I can't just help you." And uh, Cameron is very sad throughout this whole mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. And then Dylan comes to help Brenda and Donna with their sandcastle. Did I mention there's a sandcastle contest and that's why everyone is... I don't building... think so, but okay. that, is, that is important information. You know, at the beach club, and they did this last year, they have like a big, you know, party blowout yeah, at the end, end, of, of, summer, yeah. end of the summer. And so they're doing a sandcastle contest. So Dylan shows up to help and Brenda's like, huh, I really didn't think you'd be into doing this. And he's like, no, I want to help. I love saying neither of them are acting normal. Neither Kelly nor Dylan. Nobody is. In the novelization, Steve wants to make his sandcastle be Michelle Pfeiffer, which I just thought was funny. (laughs) (laughs) And in another little Star Trek reference, uh, Mel Gildan mentions that somebody's building the Starship Enterprise. There's a lot of little Star Trek nuggets uh, in the in the Mel Gildan novelizations because of his other job writing Star Trek books. That's that's funny. Yeah. Then Donna says, man, I wish Kelly and David were here. Cut to Kelly's house, and Kelly does not want to go out. She doesn't want to go to the beach. She doesn't want to see anybody. The whole Mm -mm. family is ready to go, and Jackie is trying to convince her to go. She asks, is it about Jake? So I guess she knows about uh, Jake. That's exactly what I wrote. I was like, oh, Jackie knows now? Oh, okay. I didn't think she knew. All right. 
But, uh, I didn't think she'd know either, but you know what? I'm a fan of that reference. I like I like pulling it back to that. Yeah. I think that's cool. So then David has a little private conversation. Is like you're like you're gonna have to talk to Brenda eventually, and if you are acting weird, people are gonna get suspicious about why you're acting weird. Good and advice, so, Davy. Yeah. So he convinces her to go to the beach. At the beach. Brenda and Donna and Dylan are now building their sandcastle. They're building it in the shape of France, I guess. I guess. he brings, was... Dylan brings like a map of France right. for them to yeah. use as a reference. Yeah. And they're arguing about where something is in France. And yeah. Brenda mentions, this is where Rick says Whoa. it is. And Dylan's Uh-oh. like, who's Rick? And she says uh, that Rick was their tour, tour guide. Just a tour guide. Yeah. That's all. And he's like, okay. <laughs> Just dreamy, steamy Dean Kane tour yep. guide. <laughs> uh, Cameron is so sad. That's all I wrote. <laughs> so this, sad. This next letter. He is like a very sad looking kid when he wants he to be. I know. Possibly he's in love with Andrea. I think so. Little, okay. little crush. A little, a little bit of a crush. A okay. Crush. Brooke uh, once again tries to guilt Brandon into staying and helping. He says, I have to go back to work. And then here is where Brooke's true colors come through. Yes. She starts she starts saying some some racist things. Yeah, specifically about Henry and and his work ethic and it just it just keeps going. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't really stop there. She keeps like she brings in other groups and is it, She says it so nonchalantly, too. She does. She does. Like so so naturally. And like Brandon is I mean, he's very uncomfortable about it and calls her on it and everything, but it's also kind of not a deal breaker, which I was surprised not about. Fa- it's not fast enough a, de- a deal breaker, especially right. because we've dealt with race before I, yeah, in this show. Yeah, yeah. Like, And Brandon was very not racist. Yeah. So I don't understand yeah. why. And well, she really, says I mean, when, when Steve had some, when Steve was saying some racist things in the first season, he was very out. Steve, Brandon was very outspoken about it. So I don't know. I was a little surprised that he let let go as much as she said uh, without it just being a complete like, oh no no no, this is over. But oh dear. We'll see what happens as we continue on. Yeah. So they they don't have like a full fight here, right? But she he. I don't know. He kind of he makes it known that he doesn't like what she said about. Yeah, Henry. and she's she's sort of like, sorry, I was just you know I was just teasing. I didn't mean anything by it. And he's like, yeah, okay, but I still have to go. But it is sort of like it does feel a little bit like okay, that's resolved, and then they're going to move on from it. Is how right. it, yeah. I felt like it was left. Yeah. So. Uh, so then Kelly and family show up. We have Mel back in his awesome blue pants. I loved these blue pants. They mm-hmm. they were like windbreaker. Yep. Royal blue pants. Is this, I want to say this is the first time we've seen Mel since the wedding. I think it is. We haven't okay. seen him in a while. Yeah. Uh, and they have the baby and Dylan says something about like, says something about the baby. And Brenda's like, oh, you've seen the baby? Yeah. Which I feel like he would have seen the baby. But anyway, and they say, Kelly is like, yeah, he helped me babysit. Um, yep. So they just go ahead and tell her about that. Yep, they just own it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, David and S- David is upset because he feels like Steve isn't getting him a gig, and he specifically wants to play at the big beach bash. Mm-hmm. Um, so Steve is um, Steve is 
I don't know. He really wants, he's like, I'm going to fire you if you don't. Yeah. Well, that was, that <laughs> was my manager. Their deal. Yeah. That was their deal in the previous episode. Like Steve had a certain amount of time to get him a gig and you know, yeah. it's not happening so far. Yeah. Then we have a, another little interaction between Brooke and Brandon. She brings up, she brings up the looting during the riots mm-hmm. um, in a racist way. And, and Brandon's reaction here is, to say, you know, Brooke, sometimes your racial slurs just drive me up the wall. Yeah. And I'm like, that's your reaction? I know. <laughs> Not the right reaction. Yeah. But anyway. Well, again, like we've talked about this many times, but again, it was like they're trying to to bring in some serious issues, but they're just a little clumsy about how yeah. they handle it. Yeah. So, it wasn't, I don't know. I don't think they handled it super well. No, no, I don't either. I don't either. Okay, then we have a little exchange between Dylan and Kelly where he asks if she's okay, and she's like, yeah, it's fine. This is the way it is. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Later on at the beach, Steve asks Henry to let David play, but he says he's already hired a band. So that's a no-go. Donna, David, Brenda, and Dylan are all hanging out together while Kelly sadly watches from the sidelines. Brandon then wants a truce. And starts apologizing to to Brooke for his reaction to her racist comments. Yeah, I didn't understand why he was apologizing. I didn't either at all. It anyway. I didn't either. Andrea then comes up and can't find Cameron, and takes Brandon with her to find Cameron, and they find him with his mom, and then Cameron and her have a little conversation heart about, to heart. Yes, about how. Cameron is sad because the summer is ending and he says that he loves Andrea. It's very cute. And she says, you know, there's boys my age who can't even express their feelings like that. Mm-hmm. So good Brandon. for Brandon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then we have the judging of the sandcastles, a little montage of the judges going around looking at everyone. Um, Brenda then has a conversation with Kelly where she says that she thinks Dylan's acting weird or... Way too nice to her is what she says, which is probably a red flag if he's mm-hmm. acting nicer mm-hmm. to her. Um, but she thinks that he might have been seeing someone while she was away. It's interesting because, like, yes, Dylan and Kelly are a little overt about it. But I actually didn't find Dylan's behavior with Brenda to be all that out of the ordinary. Did I you? I don't know. Do you really okay. think he would have been making sandcastles with her? I mean, she just got back from being gone yeah, all summer. I, I mean, I kind of think you would, but who knows? That's true. Um, but Kelly Kelly plays it off. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it, you just haven't been with each other for a while. Yeah. He, he loves you. It's fine. Yeah. It's sort of a, it's more of like, she's sort of like, you know, it wouldn't, nothing would change between the two of you. Like, you're the one that he loves and all that. She's not, she's not super like, no way did he see anybody else. No way. She, she does skirt it a little bit. So she's almost, I don't know. She's sort of allowing for the possibility, I thought. That so maybe something did happen. Yeah, she. Yeah. it's not a straight up. Mm-mm. No, I didn't no. see him with anyone else. Yeah, yeah. Um, Steve finds the band that is about to play, uh, or at least one guy in the band. They're unpacking, and he convinces them to walk away by offering them money. Yeah, he's got some of that. Off. Hartley House residuals. You yep. know what I mean? Like Steve's just <laughs> putting it to good use. He's got it. Yep. The awards are handed out for the Sandcastle Contest, and the kids and Andrea win the amateur category. For their out... Batmobile. For their Batmobile. 
for their bat. Oh, is that what they made? Yeah, they made a Batmobile, which is very topical because Batman Returns just came out. Yes. I did. I don't know why I missed that that's what they were making. Yeah. Okay, then we have another fun conversation between Brooke and Brandon where oh Brooke brings up she she's upset that the kids won mm-hmm. and she's like why does Andrea even work here anyway and brings up the fact that she's Jewish and from yeah. Beverly Hills. Yeah. <laughs> and then starts saying all these stereotypes about Jewish people. Yeah. And this is where Brandon is he finally yeah. he's finally like we can't see each other anymore. I know. Yeah. This is this is the straw when she thing, starts talking about Andrea. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. You know, some something too in the novelization that I think helps helps explain Brandon's behavior a little bit more is it it's really heavy on just how intense their relationship is and how like you know, Brooke and Brandon are like this perfect match and he's sort of like blinded by that and how he treats Steve and how he sort of overlooks some of these mistakes. And I don't really think that's present in the episode that you get a sense that Brooke is any more than just like Brandon's girlfriend this week. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think they ever really sold their bond so much that you'd sort of be like, well, he's blinded by love or whatever. But that is a lot more present in the novelization. So, so I don't know. the novelization. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> So yeah. yeah, he uh he breaks it off with yeah. Brooke. See yeah. ya, Brooke. Good riddance. Yeah, goodbye. Good riddance, Brooke. Steve convinces Henry to let David play. Uh, he's on the phone, like, where's the band? And uh Steve is, you know, magically appears and he's like, Oh, is uh is David really a good singer? And he Steve's like, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he is. And mm-hmm. then uh cut to David playing his music. Everyone is super impressed. He does oh. have a good voice. Yeah, it's just he's so it's so affected the way he's singing. He's just oh, like, yeah. yeah, girl. It's, yeah. It's well, rough. it's of the. Of it's the time. true, but his like weird like dancing and stuff, and oh, like, all yeah. the dancing and all spinning. Dancing. I don't, I don't know. In the daylight, I'm just not sure. Like if he's <laughs> if he's in like a dark club or something, then okay. But just like on the beach in the in a, like a fully silk outfit spinning around, I don't know. Even even in 1992, I <laughs> I think you'd be hard pressed to make a point for that being cool. Well, everyone watching thinks it's very cool. You're Donna, right. Donna and Kelly tell Steve to shut up because he's yeah. like taking credit for getting him up there. Yeah. Brenda, what did I write here? Brenda talks. Oh, Brenda and Dylan are by themselves sitting on the beach, and she talks about how every morning she would wake up and walk around Paris in the wee hours of the morning, and she would think about Dylan, and she would also wonder if he was with someone else. And then, surprisingly, she admits to him about Rick, about who mm-hmm. Rick really is, and that they yeah. met <laughs> yeah. uh, in Paris. Yeah. Dylan Dil- does... No, go ahead. He- well, he doesn't. Dylan doesn't come right out and say that he also met someone. But I think it's also pretty clear from what he does say that they both understand that he did. Right? Don't you think? Oh, I did not think that. Oh, you didn't think so? Mm-mm. I think this was his chance to say something and he didn't. He didn't make it clear. I mean, he makes See, it clear that he's choosing her. But, uh... Okay. I, I guess know. I thought... I guess I, guess I got from it... That because he didn't say, like, because she kind of asks him if he was with anyone or anything like that, doesn't he? Doesn't she, he? She, um, what does she say? I think she does. He, she he says, doesn't... are you ready to start? Uh, well, he, I don't know. He says, well, uh, is your summer over? 
And she yeah. says, yes. And she asks, are you ready to start senior year with me? And he says, welcome home. Hmm. But I okay. don't know that she ever like asks him. Okay. Does she? I felt like, pff, I don't know now. I felt like she did, but maybe she doesn't. I guess something about their conversation to me felt like two people acknowledging that they had summer flings and now they're moving past it. And Dylan is not overt about it. And I think in his defense, if it wouldn't be like throwing Kelly under the bus, then he probably would have told her. Yeah, probably. Don't you think? Yeah, but I think so. Regardless, I think at the very least, you can think that they are both choosing to not dwell on this summer and to just move forward. Yep. Okay. That's what we what we think. All right. Um. Okay, what's next? More David dancing. Sure. Steve, Steve can't believe that Brandon dumped Brooke. Mm-hmm. And then he says something about they're going to be going after the incoming freshman. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, a little gross. Uh, and then Kelly and Brandon have like a two second little exchange. I liked it. I liked, I it liked too. that little scene. I liked it too. Yeah. And then the last scene is that night the gang is sitting around a table, uh, you know, talking about the summer and talking about each other. Brenda says that she loves them all, especially Dylan. And uh, then Kelly, we see, is walking by herself on the beach. And Dylan goes to find her. And she says, we'll always have Paris, which is like the third time they've said it in the episode. Yeah. Yeah. And Dylan is like, it's not like, it's not funny. That's not like a joke anymore. Like, what about you? You are now alone and I'm with Brenda. Yeah. And Kelly says, nothing lasts forever. And she walks away. Walks right away. And that's hmm. the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. I wanted to, I was I was telling you when we were texting about this episode, um, I asked you if you remembered seeing Jack Canner again, who was the, the man that Brandon had tried to get a job earlier. And that's because in the end of the novelization, there is a whole scene with Jack coming back that is just uh, not in this at all. And I am pretty sure I remember seeing this character again. So maybe they just scrapped it and decided to expand a little bit more than they did but in in mel gildan's novelization summer love at the end where david's singing and all that jack shows up and brandon comes and is like hey man where were you and jack has this whole thing about one he found out one of his children was sick and so he went to like check on him and he ended up like getting back together with his wife and is is oh. getting back i know and happy like, ending i know getting getting back like on the right path and henry comes up and they're like he's like well you're late for your interview but you know and he gets a job at the beach club and has a very happy ending for uh, Jack Canner, which is completely absent from this episode. Huh. Well, thank so, you for sharing. Yeah, I don't know. Because that was kind of left very, you know, open-ended. I guess so. I think what happened was, like, with, with these novelizations, back when we were talking to Mel, and go back and listen to that episode if you haven't heard it, listeners. That's on uh, 902 and Here We Go on SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcast. But this, the novelization sort of started while the show was up and running. So I think for the first maybe the first season and a half or so he was working from older scripts that had already aired. And I think we've caught up to the point now where he's working from scripts that are not like air ready, not finalized things. So I bet for these last few, um, I think there's two, uh, there's three after this, we might be seeing a little bit more uh, divergence from what we actually see on the screen. But nevertheless, I thought that it was, it was an interesting end to that character. Yeah. An interesting end. So he gets a job at the beach club. He gets a job at the beach club and is like reunited with his family. Yeah. 
according to the novelization. So we'll see. I checked, and he we are going to see that character again, not for a little while, but uh, we'll see how that we'll see how that shakes out with uh, what actually happens. Oh, okay, cool. All right, uh, Kendra, well, yes. what are your feelings on this episode? Um, I'm sad that the another summer season is over and that we're not going to yes. get another one like this at Me the too. Beach Club. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I mean, the, the whole Brooke stuff. I just, I just don't think it was. It was. I don't know. I don't know what they were doing. Mm-hmm. It yeah. seemed like again they were trying to tie it in with what happened in L.A. and yeah, it just it was like you said it was clunky. Yeah, it's so hard. It's so hard to know you know what to do and what the right thing for them to do is. So I guess on the one hand you gotta you gotta hand it to them for trying to incorporate real world issues in there. I just think um, I think it would have been good for them to be. Uh, I don't know if they're going to do it. They have to like really, really do it, mm-hmm. you know, and it sort of seems like maybe it wasn't quite enough. But, you know, if you were talking, we're talking early 90s here. The fact that that's like in in prime time may be more more of a big deal and more shocking than it feels like to us now. It's really hard to say, you know, without having that same context. But yeah. it was interesting regardless. to watch this episode now, given I mean, we're Right now we're recording this in in June of 2020. So if you're listening currently, you know all the stuff going on in America right now. So it was interesting to to watch this and see like, I don't know, like people like Brooke are the problem. And and like saying like, oh, this is a stereotype. It's not racism, but it is. And this is where these problems come from so yeah as we were watching it i was like wow it's interesting how like watching this and then seeing what's happening i know uh, around well me. it's it's sad to to see how little progress has been made yeah. in a lot of ways from you know 1992 or even farther back to where we are now you know you like to think that you like to think that we're farther along than we are and you know you, you look at this moment in history and it just makes you realize just how not true that is and the responsibility that we all have to to make that change happen it's uh i don't know it's discouraging but yeah i <laughs> i agree just wanted to mention that that it was connection. very it was yeah i know it was very surreal to have it pop up in this episode like i'm watching that and thinking like whoa whoa <laughs> when did this air <laughs> what but, year is it anyway yeah. Um I I think the episode's fine. I think the uh I think the resolution with Dylan and Kelly is probably about as satisfying as it can be. Um I mean, I assume it's not over. Like we're going to get There's got to be more to that. I mean, it didn't end with it being Yeah. Fully I guess I'm over. thinking I guess you know what? Well, let's do this. What's your 902 and no snap for the episode? I mean, it's got to be all Brooks comments. Brooks racist. Yeah. Uh, the racist rant in the center about yes. specifically about Henry and the yes. riots, I thought was just like, oh my gosh. So yeah, nothing's going to top that. Um, I think the episode uh, is a little clumsy here and there, but I think overall, like in, in the in the grand scheme of things, in the storytelling that they're doing right now, I think it's a serviceable, fine episode. I think so too. Okay. Well, then let us move on to our summer season recap. So these episodes originally aired, uh, premiered July 15th, and the one we just watched uh, finished off in August 19th. So really just a little over a month there. We have nearly a month break before the school season begins with uh, Song of Myself, which aired September 9th, 1992. So let's just look at these six episodes. So the main the main themes as I see them would be Kelly and Donna in Paris, mm-hmm. uh, what's going on with Dylan and Kelly, David's musical career, uh, 
Andrea nothing, I guess. I, Andrea I mean, the li- and her, I don't know. At least, they took, at least <laughs> they took steps to incorporate her into this. And, yes. and they did give her a, a real and genuine romance in this. And outside of last summer season, when she has a little fling with their drama teacher, this is really the first like serious romance that Andrea's gotten. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's not nothing. Um, Brandon, I don't really think has much in the way of character development. I think it's just you know him and him and Steve, the little him Steve Brooke triangle. I guess is sort of what's going on for them. Right. Um. The Walsh parents were pretty much sidelined outside of maybe this episode. Where they yeah, once thing. once Brenda leaves for Paris, you really don't see them. Yeah, you just get little uh, little cameos. Really, is is all you've got. Um, of course, the major guest stars would be Brooke, as we mentioned, uh, Nikki Witt, Dana Barron as as Nikki Witt, who we just saw in the just the first episode. I want to say right, Misery Loves Company. Yeah, so just show up in there. Uh, Dean Kane is Rick. Um, so a lot of little things going on. Let's talk first about the Paris season or the Paris arc. We've sort of talked about this. What are your thoughts on that? I, for the most part, liked the Paris stuff. It seemed like there was a lot of stuff that happened that would never really happen yeah. if you went to Paris on a trip. But you know what? I love the Lizzie McGuire movie that where they go to uh, Rome and the stuff she does in that movie never, ever would happen in real life. Mm. So, you okay. know. What are you going to uh, do? What are you going to do? <laughs> I felt like, again, the novelization goes goes a little deeper into, like, what they're doing and, like, has them going to classes and that sort of thing. So it, reading that fills it out a lot more. I think the best thing to say about that is the character developed for both Donna and Brenda. Yes. I think because because Donna didn't have Kelly or David to sort of, drive her story she had to just like do her own thing and i think the same is true with brenda who we've said has been sort of saddled with reacting to dylan reacting to jim you know the fact that these two characters who don't have a ton of scenes together outside of this are off on their own doing the thing i think we saw actual character development for those and which jim and cindy notice in the brenda when she gets back and i hope that that lasts you know because i think it is a good i think they both were developed in in a good way what do you think I think so, too. Okay. Um, it was nice to see more Donna stuff mm-hmm. and Brenda stuff, Brenda yeah. on her own. Yeah. What did you think of David's music storyline? I like it. I'm for yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. I think it's fun. And, I've forgotten I mean, his just voice how much is, we do with it. but His voice is, is good enough that it's uh, it's not super, you know, annoying yeah. to listen to or yeah. anything. He, Brian Austin Green does have... have an album that I do think we should do someday oh, yes, as just will. a special episode. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah, I don't mind it either. I think it's uh, it's 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 a good progression for David because I think he's always been like you know before it was like videotaping things uh, and then we had the radio and then all that and and I think it's sort of a natural progression that he's now making his own music. I think that's good character growth there. Um, Steve didn't really have much to do other than like be sad. Yeah. Which has kind of been Steve's thing for a while. Um, I will say something that's in the novelization that we complained about was when the initial thing with Brooke and Brandon and Steve uh, takes place. That scene, you remember where Brooke tells Steve that she doesn't want, like she likes him as a friend, likes playing volleyball with him or whatever. And then she goes and finds Brandon is like, let's take a drive up the coast. 
And Brandon's like, I shouldn't because of Steve. And she's like, oh, come on. And he's like, yeah, okay. And they go. Mm-hmm. In the novelization, Brandon says, no, I have to talk about this with Steve first. And he leaves and he goes and finds Steve and they really like have it out. They have out this whole thing where, you know, Steve's being like, look, you you put yourself, you know, in her way this whole time. You were not standing back. You were you were going after this, whether you're admitting you were or not. And Brandon is like, that's not true. And they they really like have it out. And then it's Steve's like, you know what? Do whatever you want. And Brandon's like, fine, I will. And then he goes off and drives with Brooke. And I yeah. think that was I think that was a pretty needed scene, honestly. Yeah, I think so, too. Because Brandon in that scene gets taken to task for being a truly awful friend like he has been. And it gave Steve a little bit more agency, I think, to really to not just pout about it, but to really like call him out on it. Yes. So that was interesting. Um, Other than that, I think it's a pretty unsatisfying. I think it's a pretty unsatisfying arc. And I guess it's because they probably knew what they wanted to do with Brooke. And that was that was maybe the what they were really driving for. I think in an alternate world, I would have actually liked a summer season where there was a genuine triangle between those three. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I think just, that would have been cool. You could tell that it wasn't going to last, so it was hard yeah. to it was hard to be invested in it. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. And I mean, of course, the the media storyline we have is Dylan and Kelly. Kendra I love it. I look, I've known that this little little vignette was coming and I've been looking forward to it. So let me hear let me hear your fresh eyes take on it. I mean, I just think that those two have such good chemistry. I really like them together. And I mean, of course, I love the drama of, you know, everything that's going on and, you know, the whole like forbidden they shouldn't be together, but they are going to be together thing. So I found it very uh, compelling and it made me want to watch and uh, I I liked it. I agree with you. And what I really like about the acting choices that they make is that it's not just like Dylan's just being Dylan only now he's now Kelly's there instead of Brenda. He you see a completely different side yes. of Dylan and it feels very like it feels very genuine to who Dylan is. It's not like suddenly he's just a different character. But I mean we've commented before about how much he smiles. Yeah. In, in these six episodes, he, seems so much like happier. he does. And it's like Brenda and Dylan have a very like heavy, almost toxic kind of chemistry. If this were Twilight, maybe they would be Bella and Edward. <laughs> oh, bringing it around to Twilight. Okay. <laughs> what do you think about that? <laughs> sure. <laughs> so wait, um, so Dylan and Kelly are Brenda and Edward? Uh, no, I think that Dylan and Kelly... <laughs> I feel like uh, Dylan would be Bella. <laughs> Kelly. Would I was going to say, so that makes Brenda. <laughs> Brenda is Edward. Kelly is Jacob. <laughs> oh, so you're team Jacob is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm team Edward, yeah, so I guess I don't agree with that. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> but they just have like a, a funnier, happier thing going on, Dylan and Kelly. And so I like that. And I'm curious as to like how long they had that in the works, if that was something that just sort of came up if it's something that that came out of the jake storyline because i didn't get any sense of dylan's interest in kelly when he's like warning jake off of hurting her and all that no. i don't think it was present there at all no i don't think so either but then like when brenda is getting getting on the, the van to leave for paris it's like instantaneous yeah. so in some ways well, they I mean, kind not of for, not for kelly i mean she oh we've, true we've known that she's been interested 
Yeah. In Dylan. You know, and maybe what it is, is like you've been saying that like, is Dylan really down for all the drama that Brenda and the Walshes like bring to him, you know? And, and as soon as like Brenda sort of away, he's like, eh, maybe I don't really need that, you know, and, and gravitates towards Kelly. I don't know. I don't know, but I think it worked and I, and I liked it. I liked it too. Just to be clear, I don't condone the cheating. Like, yes. I feel like if they want to be together, he needs to break up with Brenda. Agreed. But, uh, as and far as my... them together, I, I, I'm for it. Fully, I'm fully on board with what you're saying. My question here is, well, as we were, as we hinted at earlier, I don't think either one of us really understand what Dylan is going for here no. because he never says like, "I want to be with you." I'm going to break up with Brenda or anything like that. He d- he never says anything like that, but he keeps putting it on her. Like, why are you ending this? You know what I mean? Yeah, he keeps wanting to acknowledge that they are into each other, but he also isn't ready to break up with Brenda so I didn't yeah it's it's confusing I know never never once does that even come into play well you know if you want this so bad then walk away from Brenda or whatever like that's just not a part of it and I think that that's interesting yeah I guess Kelly is just not wanting to hurt that's her thing she doesn't want to hurt Brenda and lose her friendship totally yeah so yeah I think it's really smart that they structured this season in a way that you never got any interaction outside of the one phone call with Dylan and Donna. That's the only time we had any kind of crossover between what was going on in Paris and here outside of like, Oh, I got a letter from that's the only time that there was actually any communication. So you never see Brenda and Dylan together and you never see David and Donna together. You don't see any of their phone calls or interactions together. And I think that's a really smart way to tell these two stories in a way to like, let them breathe. Did you notice that? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think it's cool. I think it's cool the way they did that. All right, Kendra, what are your predictions? As okay. we go well, on to finally, we're going into senior year. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I, I really think that we're going to end with Brenda and Dylan not being together. Dunsville. Okay. I mean, and what gotta, about I mean, it's got to come to a head with, with the three of them. So that's my prediction. I feel like Donna is maybe going to find out what David did uh, kissing that other girl. Okay. I, I don't know what that means for them, but right. uh, I'm going to guess that she finds out somehow. Okay. Uh, I predict that David will uh, make an album and go triple platinum this okay. this season. So what do what what are your thoughts on uh, Dylan on or not Dylan Steve Andrea Brandon? Where do you think any couplings within there? I don't know. They've been. It's been so weird with like Brandon being into Andrea. I don't think Andrea and Jay are gonna last. Okay. Um, but I don't know. As far as I mean, I don't know. I would love okay. to see something between Steve and Andrea, but I really don't think that's gonna happen. So okay. But know. you think Brandon and Andrea is a maybe? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think so. And Kelly, where are we gonna where are we gonna have Kelly? Is she gonna have? Is she gonna be with someone? Is she gonna be on her own for a season? I think on her own. Okay. All right. Well, we'll lock that in. And if you're wrong, what a fool you'll be. (laughs) Everyone will laugh at you. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, uh, we're done with our our season three summer season. I had a good time with it. I liked it. I think it was a really fun arc. It's one of the ones that I remember stands out in my memory when I think about the show. Like this this section is really, uh, really present in my memory. 
Um, so I had a good time with it, and I'm ready for senior year and beyond. Senior year. All right. You can join us next week as we continue our 90210 discussion with a special episode. We're doing a look at Beverly Hills 90210, colon, the soundtrack. The soundtrack. This is the first of three official soundtracks for the series. We have this one, then we have one that's the college years, and then we have the soundtrack from the Peach Pit, which will be enlightening since we never actually hear the real music. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, Nick, you gave me this soundtrack for, was it Christmas? I believe birthday. it was Christmas. Yes, I believe um, it was Christmas. And there's there's some good songs. There's some not good songs, but there are there's some good some, songs on there's it. There's some Paula Abdul, as I recall. Yes, there is. Uh, friend of the show, Color Me Bad. Yes. Make, they make an appearance. Of course. So, good times. So, yeah, so we're going to be talking about all the tracks on that, uh, what we think of them and all that. That uh, that soundtrack did come out during season three, so we're going so to catch it while it's hot. All right. So next week we're talking soundtrack, then it's senior year, baby. Baby. Woo! 902 and here we go. 